Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and we're back. Yes, we do. And today, we have an awesome show planned for you. We will not just cover sports. We'll cover hot topics, love, and we definitely will be discussing health and exercise. Most definitely, and I would have to say that, you know, sometimes... ...you're motivated. ...to say that he was kind of extremely overweight. He might have been almost pushing 300 pounds, kind of a short fellow, maybe about six feet, so he was really obese. And he wanted to do something about his health. And he said that when he made his mind up, what he did was he went to the treadmill and he just started walking. And every day he would walk a little bit farther. And I would say probably 10 or 15 minutes is where he started at. And before he knew it, he was able to walk for like 30 minutes or an hour. Then what he started doing was he slowly started picking up the pace. And before you, he knew it, he was running. And if you guys could see him today, he's probably 175 pounds in totally good shape. And he runs on the treadmill. I would joke with him and I would say run, forest, run, because he is an animal on the treadmill. He runs marathons and everything. And he said really what it took for him is that he decided that this was something that I want to do. And when you make your mind up to do something, you can do anything truly that you want to. Okay, and I have a question for you, honey. Most of the time, like myself, for example, I want to exercise, I want to get in shape. What would you say to, like, a woman or a man, for that matter, that is obese or maybe they just haven't worked out ever before or they have and stopped and, you know, they're on the roller coaster of working out, not working out. What example would you give on beginning a new program? You know, that's a great question, babe. And where I, where I would start at is I would start with walking. That would be the first thing that I would do because exercise isn't meant to be something that just totally kills your body and it's unfun to do. I would start with walking. I would take walks. And after I would take those walks, I would stretch because that is exercise in and of itself. And I don't think that a lot of people understand that stretching is like the key component for your body. You have to stretch your body. And when you start walking and you start burning those calories, you start getting out into the fresh air and being able to breathe, that you're going to find the pleasure in doing these things. And then you can build from there, babe. So I would say you start out with walking, stretch after your walks, breathe 
deeply, and then take it from there. Definitely. And so, like, would you say when you say walking, they don't have to necessarily start out working 45 minutes, walking 45 minutes. They can start out maybe walking 10 minutes. No question. I don't think there's a time limit or anything. It could just be you start out by walking around your block, something that's pleasurable to you. Maybe you drive to a park where you like the scenery so you can look at the trees, and maybe you're by a mountain or something like that that's going to give you something that now you want to do this every day because that's really the component that's missing is people's inside their head that, hey, this is something that I really want to do because then all of a sudden working out becomes something that's fun. And now it will be a test for yourself. You can set the bar high. You can set it medium. And I advise people truly to start out with setting the bar very low, just as long as you're doing something every day. That is the first and foremost key because you will get something out of it if you do something every day. Okay, and so would you say when you say starting the bar low, what if they say, well, you know, I just don't enjoy walking? Would you suggest they do something else? Is there like a stretching they could do to get their body ready for it? Mentally, you almost have to get ready to start a program where you're exercising and exerting energy. Yeah, well, you know, from, you know, obviously if you have a pool at home or in your apartment, Mm -hmm. swimming is Mm -hmm. a great way because if you have problems with your joints like I do sometimes and a lot of athletes do they go and they get in the pool because the pool then takes all of the pressure off your joints because gravity isn't involved anymore so I would tell people that say hey I don't like walking well maybe you like biking maybe there's a lot of different things that you can do playing with your kids taking your dog for a walk different things that maybe isn't hey I just don't feel like going for a walk but I want to accomplish something at the same time so you take your kids to the park you take your dog for a walk these are things that you can still get what you're looking for out of now some people they live in cold climates and they don't like to go outside well luckily you have things such as a stationary bike you have the elliptical trainer you have things that you can do inside of your house to accomplish the same things as you would if you were riding a bike outside or if you were walking outside Now, I have a very good question. What if they say, well, you know, Doug, we don't have uh, these items in our home. We don't have access to a gym. What would you suggest they do inside the house? Is that true about you can get a can of food in each hand and start that way, or would you say no? No question. I mean, you're coming up with good questions tonight. (laughs) You know, Tyrone, he's my workout partner, and he we talk about this all the time, that people really don't need anything to start working out. Like you said, if you have two cans of food in your house, you can put them in your hands, you can start marching in place and pumping them up and down like they were weights, and before you know it, if you do them enough, you are going to get tired, especially if you're somebody that doesn't work out a lot. But there are so many different ways from if you go to a wall, you get in a sitting position like you're in a chair with your back against the wall, and you hold that for, say, 10, 15 seconds, and you work your way up. Those are called wall sits. You can also do stationary squats while you spread your legs about shoulder width apart, and you squat down as far as you can, and before you know it, you'll be able to squat farther, and you'll be able to do more and more repetitions. There are things such as toe raises. You have your sit-ups that you can do. Also, if if some of you have noticed uh, Terrell Owens, and we have to give him a lot of credit because he is now endorsing a product that are like the rubber bands, but they have handles attached to them. And I will tell you that uh, Tyrone and I do some of this, not with his actual product, but we do it with some other things that we have. 
and they are awesome. I mean, you you can have just that in your bag. It won't take up more than a cosmetic bag case inside of, say, your suitcase if you're traveling, but you can be inside your room, and you can get a total body workout from your shoulders to your arms to your legs to your calves, everything with just that simple of a piece of equipment. So working out isn't something that you need to go spend a whole bunch of money on. You need you can find everything that you need just inside of, I would say, your bedroom, hotel room, or anything. Okay, now see, like for instance, um, first let me give you guys a disclosure. We are not doctors. We are not pretending to be. <laughs> so understand and know that you definitely need to see your physician before trying anything that we may suggest on here. My husband could suggest to me because I'm his wife, and if something happens, I wouldn't sue him. But we definitely want you guys to understand that we have tips, we have ideas, we're going to share them with you, but this is a disclosure that we're not pretending to be a doctor or prescribing anything to anyone. Secondly, I have a question for you. Okay. For instance, we're in a hotel room right now. There's there's two beds in here because they didn't have one bed, but you, could someone stand between the bed and like put their leg up on the bed and stretch that way? Is that a form of exercise? I know a lot of people are really, really amateurish in this area. So let's talk to those people I think. Definitely. I will say that one of the biggest things, and I compare this to a car, for example. If you let an old car sit for a long time, all of a sudden you start it up, it doesn't want to start, and you need to, you know, blow the car out. That's what happens with your body at the same time. Sometimes you need to service your body, and by doing that, you can do it from stretching. Stretching is the one thing, and if any of you guys own pets, cats and dogs, if you look at them, every time they lay down, when they get up, what is the first thing that they do? They stretch. Exactly. They stretch every single time they get up because for whatever reason in their head, they know that this is a key component to them being able to be physically fit enough to get away because that's the type of world that they live in is this based on fear and trying to get away from predators. So if you're in the hotel room like we are right now, you put your leg up on the bed, not only are you going to be able to stretch your hamstring, which is connected to your back, but you're also going to be dealing with your balance because now you're standing on one leg. Pretty soon you'll be able to close your eyes, take deep breaths, and you try to touch your head, if you can, to your knee. There's another way if you stand with your back to the bed, you lift your leg up backwards, and now you can stretch your quad, which is the front of your leg. Uh, from going down into the splits, and when I say going down into the splits, I don't mean all the way. I just mean opening your legs up as far as you can physically open them up and then stopping right there and just taking some deep breaths. Maybe bring them back together again, take some deep breaths, go back out again. These are little things, but in the long run, it can be such a big benefit to your body that you won't believe it because each and every day that you do these type of exercises, you're going to see a progression. And the progression is going to be you're going to get more limber, more flexible. You're going to notice that you have more energy. And these are the things that all of us, when you look at it in a big spectrum, want on a day-to-day -day basis. Definitely, and I would say, my husband, you brought up the, the term doing the splits. I was a gymnast when I was younger, so I could do all of that stuff, and doing the splits was nothing. It was an afterthought. You just dropped down into the splits. Well, nowadays, after not doing them for about 20, you know, 15 years, 20 years or so, it's very difficult. The thought of it scares the heck out of me, but I tell Doug all the time I'm going to one day just attempt it when I get past this mental block, but it is a very exhilarating feeling because you just – 
you just feel more limber and loose, and I think it takes a lot of stress off of your lower back because, you know, as you get older, the gravity and just the not stretching and some of the things we take for granted, your body can get tight. So I, I definitely would attest to the splits is a, is a good and helpful thing. And then um, Tyrone mentioned to us that there's a workout that only takes 40 minutes, but you get a total body workout. Let's talk a little bit about that, honey. Yeah, that, you know, when Tyrone was talking to us about that, he, he was saying that this is like a combination workout because inside of like a 40-minute workout or a workout that you can do, say, I'll give you an example. If you don't have any equipment and you're inside your hotel room, okay, you would start, say, with 10 squats, then you would go down to the floor, you would do 10 push-ups, then you would do 10 sit-ups, then you might do a wall sit for 30 seconds, and then you might do that all over again. And these are the type of workouts that you say you do five to ten sets of that. It might take you 20, 30 minutes to do, tops 40. And if you do a 40-minute workout and you have equipment, well, then now all of a sudden you can ride the bike, stay for five minutes, get on the elliptical trainer for five minutes, on the Stairmaster for five minutes, on the bike for five minutes. And before you know it, you're at that 40-minute mark. Your lungs are getting work because you don't give yourself a lot of time to rest in between. And it's just awesome for your body because you are letting your heart pump and you are getting in the work that you want to get in. And another one that I will say is for people, because we don't do this, and and as people get older, this is the big one, is working on your balance. And that will be standing on one leg, reaching down and touching the floor with your left hand, coming back up, reaching down and touching the floor with your right hand, coming back up. It sounds very easy, but what you want to do is you want to get to the point where you're able to close your eyes and do that. And I had a a workout guy, and his name was Tim Manson, fantastic. I mean, this guy, he knew his stuff, but he would talk to me all the time that as he dealt with older people, this is something that he really did with them, was working on their balance because as you get older, bones get more fragile and things, and if you fall down, you can break your hip and stuff like that. And this was the type of drill that would really, really help people because all of a sudden now you're noticing what's going on in your environment. When you're able to do a drill where you can touch the floor with your eyes closed and come back up, you're really aware of yourself and your surroundings, and that can be something that is is really beneficial. But to answer my wife's question, you add all of that type of stuff into a 40-minute time frame, and you kind of just write it out like a little list. I'm going to do this for five minutes, this for five minutes, this for two minutes, this for eight minutes, And before you know it, you just follow that list, 40 minutes, you've gotten everything done, you've got your heart rate up, and then you end by stretching, cooling the body down, letting it relax, taking some deep breaths, and you will have everything that you need to start working on getting yourself healthy. Okay. Now, would you recommend that once, twice, three times a week? What what would you say would be a good amount of time to really see results, first of all, and not overexert? What I would say for people who, say, aren't working out at all, I would say start with that once a week. Do that one time a week. Accomplish that because that is a big goal. Once you get that accomplished, you're like, yes. Then build your way up. And I would say that the the most that I'd want to see somebody probably do that is maybe five to six times a week because you do need to give your body some rest, and that's one area that people don't do enough is let their body truly rest. And then all of a sudden when you come back, your body is searching for it. It's like, whoa, where is it at? I want to work. I want to work. So I would say start with once, 
twice a week, right in there, and then build your way up. And you're going to notice how your body responds, how your body reacts, and your body is going to thank you because all of a sudden now you're having more energy and you're noticing that I don't want to take the elevator, I got the stairs, those type of things <laughs> that are really going to help you in the long run. And, and by the way, everybody, that's an athlete speaking, so remember that. <laughs> a trained one, by the way. But, no, um, if you want to join our show, and I see there's callers on the line, if you want to join our show, you can join us at 347-215-8305 at any time, or you can go in our chat room, and we will um, definitely talk more about health. We do want to mention that nutrition is a very big part of that. And last week we covered in our segment on cooking, we covered a little bit about healthy things to eat. And I want my husband to talk to you guys a little bit about how nutrition plays a major role in getting healthy along with physical exercise. No question, baby. That That is so true. And I, I would say I would start from drinking water because in in our society we drink a lot of fruit juices. They have a lot of fructose, which is pretty much sugar. sugar and we're, we're drinking a lot of that. And people are thinking, oh, I'm I'm getting liquids. Well, you're not getting water. You need to definitely hydrate yourself with a lot of water. But the most simple way to break it down is how much are you putting in compared to how much you're putting out. And when I say putting out, I mean are you doing any work to break down and get rid of the calories that you are putting into your body? And if you are, then you're going to be okay. But if you're eating way more than you're working out, well, obviously, before you know it, you're going to get a little love handle here or there, and then you're going to look in the mirror and you're not going to be happy with what you see. So I would advise people that when you're eating, try to be conscious. Your body is your temple. Watch whatever it is that you're putting into your body because it is so, so very, very important. I can't emphasize enough that, okay, I like my pastry sometimes. Yes, I do. But I'm making sure that I'm drinking my waters, I'm drinking my vinegars, and I'm working out all the time. That isn't an excuse, but at the same time, I understand that in our society, there are sweets and different things that we like to eat, and those things are okay, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you're doing the work to burn off those calories. Otherwise, you are not going to be a happy camper. And you would also say doing those in moderation is important. No question. You know, from some of the books that I've read, even like, you know, chocolate. When I talk about chocolate, I'm talking like 80% chocolate. So we're talking uh, a high concentration of chocolate, not just, you know, the chocolate bar that you get down at the local supermarket. You have to go and you have to find them. They have them in chocolate bars, and studies have shown that that is great for your health. So that's the chocolate that I eat when I'm looking for a piece of chocolate. I don't just go get some type of chocolate bar and eat it. I try to get something that whatever it is, I'm going to try to make sure it's the best of that particular item to put into my body. That's right. And in saying all of that, I definitely would have to counteract with the fact that what my husband said is true. And being with an athlete and somebody that takes very good care of their body, and um, it's hard sometimes for us, uh, I would call civilians, uh, to, to change over to that. But like he said, if you're conscious about what you're eating and you're thinking about it, you're on the right track. So don't think that, oh, my goodness, you know, he's saying all of this and I'm nowhere near the, the point of where I can even start this. Just, you know, believe and, and start making small, tiny steps like I'm doing. Yeah, no, no question. I, I say to, to my wife when we talk about this because she loves to work out, but sometimes she doesn't have the time because she's so dedicated to all the things that we have going on. And I say crawl before you walk, walk before you run, but believe in yourself before you do anything. Most if you definitely. can do that, you're going to be okay. 
And that's right. And guess what, honey? You know what that means, right? What's that? What does that mean? What does that song mean? <laughs> <laughs> I know what time that is. It is the time to welcome back the Wizzle. Welcome, Wizzle. And Wiz, tell us what you have for us today in the world of sports. Well, first and foremost, hello, y'all. How y'all doing? I hope everybody's great. We're fantastic, Wizzle. In the weekend, it's cold weather everywhere. Except for it seems like the Super Bowl's having their share of frosty weather this time of year. Um, other than that, um, it looks like the Super Bowl is online. Everybody, uh, the the schedule is out. The timing is out. Uh, the injury reports are out. Everybody knows that Tom Brady, uh, that the ankle injury obviously wasn't a concern. Or is it? Because it was reported that his shoulder was uh, the probable uh, indicator of if he'll be playing or not. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But as I stand, my prediction stands, and I believe that our Giants will come through victorious. And I know it sounds crazy, and I even, I'll take it a step further, I even have a premonition that Plexico Burris can have a huge breakout day. So we'll uh, sit back and, see, and stay in tune for what happens, and uh, we'll take it from there. You know, I, I see Plexico, and, and he was kind of uh, what you want to call running his mouth a little bit, and he was making uh, some predictions that they were going to win. And I, I would have to agree with you, Wiz, that there is a big, big possibility that the Pats go down, but I'm going to stay with the Pats because Tom Brady, I think, tricked everybody, but it could have been, I will say this, it could have been the fact that he didn't want people to know about his shoulder that he had everybody focused on his ankle. Wouldn't you say that? Well, that could certainly be a possibility, and who knows about the type of mind games that go on in today's game. Because, hey, airlines speak tons of that. What do you think about, now we got the Super Bowl going on, of course. It's going to be a fantastic event. I mean, we got an undefeated season going on. You got Junior Seau on the path looking for his first championship. There's so many storylines, but then all of a sudden, out of left field, we're looking at Spygate again. What do you think about that? And for those of you that don't know, first of all, Spygate is the, Patri- the, the Patriots this year were playing the New York Jets, and they got caught reading the plays and videotaping the plays during the game. And so many people went oh, up in no. arms. Yeah, so many people went up in arms because they only got fined $500,000 by the league. And I guess that now the tapes that were taped have been destroyed. So what do you think about that, Wiz? Well, first of all, let me uh, go on the record of saying that this, Spygate controversy is so huge that it overshadows the fact that the Giants have got to, uh, they had to send a player home for a DUI. You are correct. Uh, I mean, you would never even know. You would completely overlook that. I was oblivious to the fact that someone would ruin their opportunity to play in this high level of contest that you've been dreaming for all your life. But anyway, that's another story. The Spygate scandal, it seems like it gets deeper and deeper, and I think that Roger Goodell is great as a commissioner that he's been, and I know he means well. It seems like this could be potentially a mistake. Uh, obviously, it, it, there's disturbing footage that uh, 
that an employee, ex-employee uh, of the Patriots, filmed the 2002, I believe, walkthrough of the Super uh, prior to the Super Bowl, which is this is huge. We're talking about huge, uh, huge vindications of the type of things that he did. He used the employees' pass as far as the uh, press pass. He used the the league's bus and when travel with the paparazzi, not paparazzi, but with the press back to the hotel and it, and he basically set up and, and I guess filmed the whole practice and I don't know if it's common knowledge or if it's anything that's shared with within the Patriots organization but I think that uh, Goodell meant well by getting all of the the footage that was consistent with what was reported that we were doing and destroying it. But now wow. it seems like there's a whole new can of things opened up. So I don't know. You know, I, I didn't know that story, but I will say this, that for, for those of you who might be listening and thinking, well, you know, what does it matter if you film something? Well, I, I will say this, that if you are a running back or a wide receiver and you are going to get the ball from the quarterback and you're about to run and your blockers are blocking, but the other team already knows where you're going to be, that can actually hurt somebody because they're coming through the hole. The guy already knows that you're going to be there, and bam, he is slamming you down. And when you look at it with, there's been a bunch of games that the Patriots have won, really close games, and they were big. I'm talking championship games. We're talking first, second round of the playoffs, and they pulled these games out. And if they've been doing this sort of thing, that is an ugly, ugly mark for football. And I certainly agree with you, Douglas. And again, this was again prior to uh, the, the the final walkthrough before the 2002 game. And I'm sure everyone remembers that contest where they fell a little bit short, and it seems like the Patriots got the upset at the end of 2017, the last second field goal, of course, by the Terry at the time. And so, right. this is huge. I mean, this is. I mean, if there's if, if steroids and and everything are are or potentially uh, is, is detrimental to the credibility of a game. Well, this is, you know, I don't know. How do you consider this to steroids? Okay. I would have to say so. You look at steroids in uh, baseball, the referee scandal in basketball, and now you have this in football. This is big stuff because as a, as a consumer and a fan, when you go out, you want to know that the people are playing a fair game, doing the best that they can, and you just want to cheer for your team and hope that they win. But all of a sudden, you look at teams that are cheating, and this is just isn't a team. We're not going to say that. This is a dynasty. These guys have won championships, and I'm not talking one or two. They've won three, and they're working on number four tomorrow. So uh, it, it definitely is a, is a big story and something that we will have to keep our eyes on. But let's, let's move on. And let's go to a little bit of basketball. I would have to say that they released what is going to be the All-Star Game in New Orleans, Louisiana. you got Eastern Reserves, Karan Butler, Antoine Jameson, Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton, uh, Chris Bosch, Joe Johnson, and Paul Pierce. And I'm looking at that list, Wizzle, and I'm thinking that two names pop out to me who got snubbed on that list. And one is Ray Allen, and the other is a dear friend, Hito Turkoglu. And the reason that I say Ray Allen is because he is on the best team right now in the NBA with the best record, and there's no way that you can leave him off there. I just don't see that happening. Joe Johnson, 
great player. He's on a team that is making a push towards the playoffs, but is not at the caliber of the Boston Celtics. And then you look at Hito Turkoglu. He has to be, if not the best player on his team, the second best player on his team, making big shots. And uh, I think what I'm saying here is I think they need to expand the roster maybe from 15 to 18 so that you're able not to leave out so many people. What do you think? All praise, hey, do. I agree with uh, Patrick Riley. He said it well. I think it would be a shame for Shaq not to make the all-star team. So, <laughs> hey, let's, give a, let's make room for everybody else who can't make Hey, let's be serious, ladies and gentlemen. The people who make it are people who are cream of the crop. Right now, Ray Allen is one of the most deadly shooters, deadly players, prolific scorers in the league. But the fact is, is that Doc Rivers hasn't figured out a way to figure him in to their system that they have going. And they have a super system that doesn't implement the scoring of Ray Allen because maybe their ball handling, point guard situation, or different things like that, of that nature, uh, as, far, as well as he do. Peter has been playing well as of late, and sometimes you just got to wait your turn and, 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 and take advantage of things when you're ready. And I think that he's definitely getting himself prepared and ready to take advantage of the next time his opportunity comes around. But, hey, it doesn't happen for everyone. Uh, I think they pick players for a reason, their impact, and, and there's snubs every year. We can go with the Final 64 with the NCAA. We can go football. We can do it any way you want. So there's always somebody going to get snubbed. We can't make everyone happy. You you know, before uh, we let you go, I want to talk a little bit about Paul Gasol going from the Grizzlies to the Los Angeles Lakers. What do you think he's going to bring to that situation down there in L.A.? First and foremost, foremost, 19-9 and is, that's welcome to any team that we're talking about who's trying to play right now, and 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 we could maybe we should call Tim Duncan and ask him what he thinks because yeah. now he's got somebody who's formidable, formidable who can play basketball, who can win a game of booties, as we say up here in the Northwest, or twenty-one <laughs> by via shooting the ball, dribble the ball, split a double team, recognize situations, and just play the game the way it's meant to be played. Yao Ming will have to, I'm sure his eyebrows raised a little bit. So uh, the team is about to be phenomenal if they can get everything rolling right. I'm sure he's going to snap right into the triangle because he's a basketball player. And structure, back doors, moving without the ball is something that he seems to incorporate in his game. So I think they have a, a great, great chance to, to represent the West. So, But they still have to go out and put the work in, and everybody has to mesh together. But as far as on paper... What more do you want? I mean, Kwame Brown, nineteen and nine is a trade for nineteen and nine. It's like a no-brainer. And then on the back burner, we got we got you guys sitting there waiting and you know pending his knee injury. He's going to come back and be a monster. So hey, I think they have a, a great team going right now. You got Ronnie Turiel playing way above the rim and above his head and shoulders, and uh, you got another key other key players on the bench. Uh, Radmanovich sitting there. Just ready to shoot the ball, so they got a nice tall team. They got a couple seven footers now, and I think they're formidable. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm hearing the whistle say that the Lakers may represent the West in the finals. Oh my God, that I would have to agree with it. They got big action. 
They got big action. Okay, <laughs> now, now right there sums it up. I, I, I have to say that I still think Seattle might have a chance. Get out of here, Seattle. What? That's, that's our hometown. Chance. We got to believe in our city, y'all. Yeah, the chance they had was Starbucks, <laughs> and Starbucks left them in the dust, and we'd never be the same after that one. <laughs> as always, Wizzle, we thank you, man, and love your input, and we will talk to you next week. Same time, same, same place. Uh, thank you. And can you give me five seconds to give me an inspirational word? I'd like to give an inspirational word out. First of all, work on your beatbox, ladies and gentlemen. Work on your beatbox <laughs> before you before you go to sleep tonight. Dip some cookies in milk. Enjoy your sleep. Thank you. Thank you, Wizzle. Thank you so much. And, you know, we're going to go right on into what's in the news. And we got Bobby Brown, if you guys can believe this. Bobby Brown. Again, Whitney Houston's ex-husband or husband. I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure either. We got him joining the reality show called Gone Country. And it's supposed to be great. It's going to be on the CTM network. And he will be trying to become the next big country star. I should have got in that one. I, I got I got a story to tell. I got a sad song and I love my girl. That's, it. That's enough, you know? everybody. You got to see my husband's countryside. That's all we're going to share today. <laughs> and then we got Lenny Kravitz. If everybody's familiar with Lenny Kravitz, that would be Lisa Bonet that used to be on the Cosby Show, her ex-husband. Lenny Kravitz, he has been celibate now for three years, and I think that's fabulous. He said he is waiting for the right woman to come along. He said he, that women have to bring more than just their body. And speaking of that, we stand for we want to bring awareness and education to HIV and AIDS through our foundation and through our daughter, who is the national United States National Youth Ambassador to HIV and AIDS. And that's a strong testament that a star of his caliber would come out and say that for three years now he's abstained. That's one of the best ways to not spread or contract. HIV and AIDS, and we want everybody to know your status. And definitely go to our website at Jackie or Infinite Love Foundation, and you can go, or you can go to JackieChristie.com, or you can go to any of our many other websites, or MySpace.com, Jackie and Doug Infinite Love as well, and it'll link you back to our foundation website where you can learn more about HIV and AIDS. But honey, what do you think about that? Three years of celibacy in this day and age? I would say that that is awesome, and and not to crack a funny, but I would say hats off. But I'm gonna say hats on to Lenny Kravitz because that is uh, something that in this day and age we do not see, and uh, making a stand and trying to find that one that he could spend his whole life with is big because it, it, it's powerful. And and I think that in in that type of a field that he's in and just looking at life as a whole, trying to find somebody that you can truly care about and spend your life with is power. And I would say hat on to Lenny Crabb. And I would say the same thing, honey. And, you know, in some more somber news, we have five women that was killed today at a Chicago, suburban Chicago, Lane Bryant. For everybody that's not familiar with what Lane Bryant is, it's a uh, heavy-sized women or larger-sized women's boutique, and it was in a suburb of Chicago, and a uh, gunman came in, they said, and shot and killed five women. That's all we have on it right now, but we are following the story, and it's just so sad, and, you know, God bless their souls. I'm not sure what could cause someone to go out and create such a mayhemic, you know, amount of violence on anybody, but... They don't know a motive, but, yeah, five women was killed, and I think that's we're seeing that more and more in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, why would you just want to go and take other people's lives? I don't understand that. I mean, if it's your time to go, then deal with that by yourself. But, 
you know, with with so much holiday time, it's just past the new year. People are kind of depressed in different things, but our hearts go out to the families of those women, and hopefully that they can keep it together from that standpoint, and we can all learn from things like this. And, A, be careful and, you know, watch who you're around. And if you know anybody who's looking like they might or having signs that they might do something like that, please talk to them. Lend a helping hand to them and just say, you know, if anything, tell them that you love them and just say this isn't something that you want to do if you're thinking about it and take your life more serious. That's right. And, you know, our hearts do go out to them. We also have, honey, Britney Spears. Her home was broken into when she committed, got committed back, you know, for psychiatric care. Someone broke in her home and took her valuables, and that's sad as well. It's just, it's really, you know, a lot going on out here. I mean, wow. Uh, you know, obviously those are the type of things that a person maybe in Brittany's condition can kind of put you, you know, over the hump because you're already having problems, all of a sudden your house gets invaded, and that's, you know, our, our hearts go out to Britney Spears, and hopefully she can get that together with the support. I think you were telling me, babe, that her family is always around her, so hopefully that she can now get some support from her family and start making strides to get back, because one thing in America that people do is they will give you a second chance, and the fact that she's talented and can do some things, maybe they'll let her work her way back and make it to the top again, because that's really sad. That's right, honey. And, you know, her family, she had closed them out, but they said people that have drug problems and alcohol problems sometimes will close the family out and say, I don't want any help and, you know, become estranged from her family. But I pray that she gets back close because her mom, Lynn, seems like she's been there through all the years I've read about Brittany, you know, all those years and to now be pushed out. I know that hurts her a lot. But she's got her little sister who's also expecting a baby and is really young. So they've got some family issues that I hope they can work through and work out. But she's a phenomenal singer, and like you said, we here in America give second chances, and we definitely here at Infinite Love Talk Radio would love to have her on and do a song or just be interviewed or anything. We would love to give her any kind of a chance because she's a human being and she's a lovely girl from what I know. And then we move right on into Wesley Snipes being acquitted on tax evasion. That's good news. That is fantastic (laughs) news, Wesley. I am so happy for you. I was watching it last night and I was talking with my wife. And, you know, it looked like that the IRS had some things that they were voting against him that might not have been, you know, gray area that people when they're on the outside looking in might say, oh, Wesley Snipes is doing this and that. But one thing, when you're in front of a court, I wouldn't think they would let him off unless it was truly something there and that is really good that he got a fair shot because he was looking i believe they said 16 to 25 years or something like that in prison just for not paying taxes but the fact that i guess he was trying to contact the people that is really really big and that's right i mean he was looking at a lot of time and he was you know he was they said that he was innocent. He kept saying he was innocent. You know, his lawyer said he was innocent. And then, the, you know, but when you're going against the IRS, you know, it's them and you. And um, oh, you Don't know. play that game, babe. But let's go into a little bit of love and romance. This is the part of our show we love to share with y'all about infinite love. And by saying that, we mean to love your partner as much or more than even you love yourself. That's right, and, you know, to put the other person first, you know what, you guys, that is so special. We cannot stress that enough of how important that truly is. And, babe, speaking of infinite love, we have some questions from some of our listeners, I believe, correct? Yep. We got some questions, and I'm going to start with the first one, and it is, how many times have you two been married? 
Ah, I believe. <laughs> uh, we've been married 13 times, babe, and this year will be number 14. And to, to reach out to everybody out there, I will say this about that. It has been such a beautiful time. I will say that every time I remarry my wife, we or I do, start crying because I'm able to look into <laughs> her eyes, recommit, tell her I love her, and I'm here for another 365 days or as long as God is, is leaving me here on this earth to be with you, and it's just a special time. And uh, to all those newlyweds out there who are getting married, you know, stay together and fight for your love because it's truly something that is special and something to truly cherish. And I thank you and, and honey, I second that. Everything that my husband said, I can't reiterate enough to you of how blessed I truly am. And I also want to say that, you know, you gotta be partners and best friends and that's how we manage to get married every year because we are partners and best friends and we're there for each other. And then secondly, it is Jackie, do you feel a couple must be married to have infinite love. And I would definitely say, no, I don't feel you have to be married. I feel like you have to be partners and you have to love each other, or you can even have infinite love for your best friend or your dog or the world or politics or whatever it is. Infinite love is just loving something infinitely. And I'll let my husband, he's very versed in that way, and he can explain what infinite love means to us. Yes, I would say that, no, you do not need to be married to have infinite love with your partner. When we talk about infinite love, it's the love that goes over every situation, and you can look at your partner, or like my wife said, you can be your animal or whatever, but you can look at your partner and you can see past the little things that come on a day-to-day -day basis and the life little things that get in the way. There's a bigger picture there. And a lot of the times, I will share this with you guys, that right now my mother is sick, and it's a beautiful thing that my family was able to come together. We've had trials and tribulations like anybody in family, but the, the key is that you come together. And by saying that, I mean that's infinite love, that you can look past all that and you guys love each other still. And what my wife and I try to do and we do on a day-to-day -day basis is we always put that first. We don't let a little situation come and get in the way. We're going to keep that love in the forefront all the time. Then when a, a powerful situation comes around, it's not like, oh, I'm so glad that, you know, we had to come together when there was something bad. No, let's keep this love strong. Let's keep it at the forefront. And when a time like that comes around, we're just that much more able to lean on each other and be there for each other because we might be in a time of need. Most definitely. I, I would have to, again, reiterate what my husband's saying. Family is very, very important, and you don't have to be married to have that. Second, I mean, thirdly, it is for Doug, and it is how should a man propose? Is there a special way to pro propose to your mate? I would say there is a special way, and <laughs> this is what I'm going to say about proposing. I would say be romantic. That's the key because this is a time that you're going to get to propose once and she's going to say yes and you're going to ride off into the sunset. But however it is, some people say, oh, I'm not romantic. There's always a way to be romantic. You can get your uh, fiancé a rose and tie the ring to the rose or, or you can give her a back rub and maybe have it on the bed and it falls off by her head or put it in the sand and go for a walk and tap up on it. There's a million of different ways for you to try to be romantic, to let 
that woman know that she is the special woman in your life and somebody that you want to share your entire life with. So I would say that the, the way to propose to your mate is try to find romance. Try to find that special thing that's going to let her know that you love her more than anything. Oh, that's so beautiful, honey. And now I got the last one. And this one I'm opposed to you only because you're so good. It is, guys, please give us three suggestions on a hot date. <laughs> a, a hot date. <laughs> on a hot date. Well, you know, first and foremost, I answer number one. I, this is always a good one is you go to the movies. I don't care. It sounds corny. It sounds whatever. But the movies is where you can make that move like you're yawning and put your arm around her. <laughs> that, you know, that's the move. And then she's going to look over. But that that's always a good one. Fine. And I would say this, too. You find a scary a movie to watch, she's going to jump on you. You find a funny movie to watch, you guys are going to laugh together. So just have a good time. But the movies, I would say, is always at the top of the list. Go to the movies. It's romantic. I'd, I'd have to second that. And I would say on the number two suggestion, I would say go to a bookstore. Nowadays they have, if you like coffee like my husband and I, they have a Starbucks in there or some type of a coffee outlet in there in all the Barnes and Nobles or borders and there's seating areas and you can kind of snuggle on the couch there and pick up a good book and read it and then you know before you buy it you can kind of look at different ones but it's just it's a special thing in bookstores me and my husband loves going there we get knowledge we get to pick our favorite interesting reads and you know we always leave there with a smile on our face yeah my wife is right but a bookstore is something that you're gonna there's something there for both of you guys you're gonna find interest and then you can sit down and you can kind of talk about it together but number three i would say a candlelight dinner and now everyone's going oh man candlelight but <laughs> listen to me what you do and this is something i'm gonna give you a hint and tell you about something i used to do with my wife but we would go to a place in seattle called ralph's barbecue and it doesn't matter where you could go you could go to burger king donald's anywhere pick your food up bring it back to the house put down some candlelight there you have it you don't have to cook if you cook it's just that much more better. But just something romantic and special like that is what a woman's always going to remember. And if it's Chinese food, you go get the boxes, pop them open. If you know how to use uh, chopsticks. Uh, chopsticks, you go to work on your food. If not, get you a fork and spoon and, and a little candlelight. And, man, you got it made. Definitely. And we would also like to share with you guys that this is beautiful, and talking about love and romance. And just remember, the kids, the next generation, the children, the youth, they're all watching us adults, you guys, because adults are what's out here actually having these relationships and stuff, I'm hoping. And they they want to see happiness. And like in the olden days when, you know, mommy and daddy or you know, with boyfriend and girlfriend, and they were happy and smiling, and the kids get to see that, and then they have hopes and dreams of going up and finding, growing up and finding their life mate. So we, we encourage, you know, that whole togetherness, and, and we think it's wonderful for kids. Yeah, no question. I, I mean, being an example is what it's all about, because when when your kids are little, what do they do? They always mimic you, they always follow you, and you might not think that they're doing it as they get into the, the 10 and the 12 years old, but they're still watching every single thing that you do. All of a sudden, you don't think that they think you're cool anymore, but deep down inside, 
they do. And they're always watching. And if you're teaching them, hey, why don't you read? Why don't you write? Why don't you take some time to do these different things? It's going to sink into their head because as they get older and they have kids, what do we all do? At least I know we do. We sit back and we reminisce about the things that our parents have taught us. And that's what life is about. It's about family, about being an example for your children, and, and it's, it's truly, truly a beautiful thing. So hopefully everybody out there will, will try to do that. Let's be an example and set a good one for kids. And definitely always keep respect at the forefront. If you're respecting yourself, you're respecting your mate, you're respecting your kids, you're respecting your fellow man, you're respecting life, you're respecting, you know, all these blessings that God has given us it will be reciprocated, and then everybody will be treated in the right manner. And that's that's another thing that we strongly, strongly advocate, and that's respect. Yes, and and I, I spoke earlier about my, my mother being sick and being in the hospital, and this is a, a time for another realization for myself and my family as we all get together and we gather around her bed and we talk to her and we share with her and, and tell her how much that we love her. This is, that's what family's all about. So if you get mad at each other, try to let it go and try to tell each other that you love them because they're not always going to be here, but you, you never want to go away with regrets because luckily I'm able to talk to my mom and tell her that I love her where sometimes you get that call in the middle of the night and you never got that chance. And uh, for everybody out there, just please say a prayer. My mother's name is Norma and, uh, and pray for her and hopefully we can get her well and get her back with us. But uh, it, it's a beautiful time for our family at the same time as it is sad. It's a beautiful time because we're together and we can talk and reminisce about the different things that growing up I saw my mom do and the different times that we had together laughing and with my wife and the, and the children. So uh, please pray for us. Most definitely, and we also want to thank you guys. We want to tell you that your support has been tremendous up until this point, and we, we pray that we have many, 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 many more times to get together again. And every Saturday we plan on being here, and we want you to come and join us every Saturday, same time, same place. In case you're new to the show, it's every Saturday at 5 o'clock here on Blog Talk. You could also call in and join us live anytime we're having the show, and that's at 347 215 8305, or you can join our chat room. And for the people that don't want to call in, if you have a computer, you can also, you know, log on that way through the Internet and push your uh, button for your speakers to come on, and you can listen that way. But if you want to talk that way, you would have to go in our chat room or have a special phone that you can do it through your computer. But we just wanted to share that with you again, and thank you so much for joining us. We always have a pleasure doing the show and speaking with you, and God bless you all. Have a wonderful rest of the weekend, and until then, goodbye, our friends. Peace. Respect, everybody. Thank you again.